Um, is it just me, or can I not stop staring at myself on this Zoom call? Oh, you should be staring at me, first of all, because we're not dating. We're not dating. <laughs> we're not, we're not dating. Um, we're it's not. really, really hard to not stare. At, like, I'm trying to get one eye on me and one eye on you, and it's like I can't. Yeah, that's, like, impossible. Only very few people can actually, like, dual focus. Like a lizard. Yeah. Honestly, it's, that would be a dream come true for me. A uh, chameleon. No, what are those? Is yeah, chameleons can do it. They've got their eyes going every they've which got, way. Yeah, they've got those googly eyes. Yeah, and they've got their hands that go like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that this was the episode we decided to record. Um, so that we have the uh, <laughs> chameleon dance. Yeah, you better dance like that when we dance to the theme song like we always do. Yes, I will. All right. Are you ready for this to continue? <laughs> what a buildup. I'm very yeah. confused. <laughs> Look, what I'm trying to do is stall for time while I grab that, um, you know, uh, theme song. While you grab it? Yeah, um, listen. I'm Shelby. I'm Sam. This is the ROM complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. just like a and then yeah we're like and we're back we didn't have an audience before you're right and now look at us here Hi. we are it's Hi. 2021 we are digital we we're are digital. thriving we are making technological advances we are not old no, we are not old, Mm-mm. despite the fact that Sam has her hair parted on the side. Hey, and hey, I hey, am wearing hey. skinny jeans. <sighs> Blasphemy. The Gen Zers are going to come for us. No, honestly, they're great. They're doing a great job. No, they I don't love care. us. They're just I, trying to help when they say stop wearing skinny jeans and stop parting your hair on the side. I get it. That's fine. I'm not going to do it, but I appreciate their input. And I and they're I'm just very trying proud to include them. you. They're trying to bring yeah. call you into the conversation and say, hey, listen, exactly. I know this is the way you've been doing things forever. Um, but don't do it anymore. And we're like, hey, time to we're change. We're still going to try. Um, going to keep doing it for a while. Yeah. yeah. I might and try so a funny, little part. Do it. They're fun. You do it, at least for Halloween. Be a Gen Zer for Halloween. Um, sure. But also, a friend of mine earlier was like, isn't it so weird that now we are watching a fashion trend come back into fashion, but, like, we participated in it the first time? Yeah. 
and we're yeah. like this shit again the yeah fuck? i had a middle part as a kid yeah and i switched it up because it didn't look good <laughs> no i actually look very good with a middle part because i have a perfect i'm sure face. you do yeah um, you have a perfectly beautiful symmetrical face when when you have it's actually really hard um to have such a <laughs> symmetrical face mm-hmm. um it's it's really challenging it's like everyone just wants to talk about it and i just don't want to talk about it so instead of talking about my perfectly symmetrical face we should talk about the symmetrical face of one of my baby daddies, a one Mr. A Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. A Hugh. Hugh. What are you doing? What are you doing to me, Hugh? To my lady parts. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I. Every time I see his charming little face on the TV, I'm like, <clears throat> yeah give me a piece of that you know you're like yum 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 let me take a bite and <laughs> I get it you put them up to your you grab both hands just the fingertips mm-hmm. and you put them up to your little lips mm-hmm. and you go like a squirrel nibbling on a nut because that's how you feel about Hugh Grant you would hoard him for the winter oh yeah yeah yeah. no definitely uh is that even a question um you'd find a nice hollow tree to put him in (laughs) we'd both be so warm all winter we would sleep sounds cozy I would nibble you know it'd be great um (laughs) this week our Hugh the the version of Hugh yes that we're talking about this week's the Hugh. Hugh. The Hugh of Hugh, if you will. Ah, I will. H-U-E of H-U-G-H <laughs> is from... Thank you for spelling it out for... You're welcome. Uh, for those that didn't get it. I did. I wanted to make sure. I didn't want anyone to feel left out, just in case I was very gendy of you. Yeah. Um, I got to be inclusive. So we're talking about two weeks notice. I almost called yeah. it Hugh Weeks Notice. That's where I, I mean, am, people. That's not a bad name change. Hugh Weeks Notice. Hugh I Weeks like it. Notice. Oh. oh. Starring the one Hugh Grant. And as you guys already know, my other fave, mm-hmm. Sandra, Sandy B. Sandy B. Bullock. <laughs> I don't want to say her full name. That's her nickname is Sandy B. So it's Sandra, Sandy B, Bullock. So, um, yeah. Ugh, love her. Love him. Love her. What a fun film. Them together. I was watching this movie (sighs) thinking, are they just best friends in real life? Listen. chemistry? He has even, Hugh, our man, has even stated that Sandra Bullock is one of his favorite people he's ever worked with. So That's great. Ugh. That's just. What a delight. And they say don't love your heroes too much because you put them on a pedestal. But I say when it's Hugh Grant, there's there's nothing wrong with that, you know? It's true. How, what is your relationship to this movie? My relationship to this movie is, I don't know, I've seen it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And I haven't seen it in a very long time, so it was actually kind of, I didn't remember really what it was all about I remembered the scene in the RV yes and I remembered the image of her in a bridesmaid's dress having to help him uh 
get dressed for some event. Like I remember the scene right. in the closet. Like I, I can remember the scene. Um, and that's like pretty much it. I completely forgot that she was like a, a, a environmental lawyer. activist, <laughs> lawyer yeah. person. Like that whole part of this movie I thought she was hired specifically as his assistant. And to be fair, he treats her like an assistant, even though she's technically like his lawyer or legal counsel for the company or whatever the fuck she gets hired as. Right. Um, but in my brain, she was just his personal assistant. So I was like, oh, she like has a real job in this movie. Personal Not that assistants aren't real. Yeah, Sam. I know, but what I mean is... My brain had kind of demoted her a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, she went to Harvard Law School. Yeah. Like, she yeah. is, like, legit. Yeah. Legitimate. As she say. starts out, you know, in the beginning, she's she's trying to save a building. She's all about saving buildings. She loves old buildings, I guess. Um, but she ends up ordering food from a Chinese restaurant. And she orders so much food, and she has to be like, oh, yes, it's for one. Mm-hmm. Um, something I noticed. Uh-huh. Well, we don't have to deal with that anymore because we put in all of our orders on the internet. Yes, so no one can hear the shame in our voice <laughs> as we order too much food for, <laughs> for, for one person. Oh, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was like a joke, a, like a punchline they used to use on Sex in the City too. Really? Um, yeah, I there's a don't ask me when I've seen all of Sex in the City, but don't ask me at what point. Um, but it's Miranda is like on the phone ordering takeout from the Chinese. It's always a Chinese restaurant. Is ordering takeout from a Chinese restaurant, and she's like, "Oh yeah, can I get this? Yeah, and this and this. Don't forget this. Make sure you add this." Um, and then she's like, yes, you know, Mr. Whoever, it's for one. It, yes, it's for one. You know, that was like a whole, whole thing. But do like, people, do people just lots hate? of food is just practical it's, because then you don't have to yeah. keep ordering food. Right. And you only have to pay one delivery fee if there's a delivery fee. You don't have to keep ordering food. You've got your yeah. your refrigerator stocked for exactly. the week. Exactly. I love leftovers. If I order something and I don't have leftovers, I feel like I got cheated. Mm-hmm. I didn't order enough food. Yeah, especially because, the, oh God, the price of takeout these days is so fucking expensive. So if, like, mm-hmm. I'm spending $25 on one fucking thing, it better at least cover me for two fucking meals or else mm-hmm. I will be pissed. But it just also reminds me of In Love Guaranteed, how she was like, oh, yeah, I order enough takeout for the whole week. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, it's basically just meal prepping. Yeah. It's just She's expensive meal prepping. Meal prepping. <laughs> it's expensive meal prep, but she wasn't paying rent in that house, so who cares? Right. Whatever. We'll just turn it into a punchline because it's so funny when women eat too much food. Because <laughs> women don't eat. <laughs> um, nah. Well, if they do, they shouldn't. They should stop. <laughs> if you're thinking about eating, ladies, just stop. So... The main premise of this movie is mm-hmm. that Hugh Grant hires Sandra Bullock and then has her make literally every decision in his life for him. Yep. And I got to tell you, if I were responsible for making that many decisions for someone else, I would <gasps> simply die instead of doing 
I would not. Here's want the thing, though, and, and I agree. I don't want to make other people's decisions uh, for them because I can barely make my own. But the fact that there was no need for collaboration on the decisions would make mm-hmm. it a lot easier. Because if I had to constantly have final say on something, but someone was like, "Oh well, I don't. Mm, uh, mm, maybe this." No, I would be like, "I quit." you can jump off a bridge. I don't care. Um, but yeah, the fact that he just kind of, she was like, okay, sign this. Here's this. Okay. Go over there. You have to be there at this time. You know, it just, it, I would prefer that. Yeah. Cause I you're think. not arguing with someone about it. Exactly. Here's why, where I get caught up is that I worry that if I make the wrong decision, they're going to be mad at me because I made the wrong decision for them and they secretly wanted the other thing and I should have known that and picked that for them. I don't have good uh, uh, thought spirals. There is bad. Yeah, no. It's a bad process. I've never had. I'm working on it. Is there a good thought spiral? Do those exist? Mm. Um. Yes, I see where you and I come from, but the character of Lucy Kelson. Yeah. Yes, Lucy Kelson. The character of Lucy Kelson, played by Sandra Bullock, does not have those thought spirals because she's a very, like, practical and, you know, reasonable human being. Like the scene with the, um, the envelopes, right? Mm-hmm. He comes, he walks up to her and he says, which one, this is for my stationery, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, they look exactly the same, it doesn't matter. And then he's like, no, 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 I need you, I need you to pick one. So she licks the envelopes and is like, this one tastes less bad, pick this one. Um, <laughs> which is, I never, I would be like, um, I don't, what, but what are you thinking? What's your preference? Um, you know, because like you, I don't want my decision to make anyone mad at me. Um, yeah, I don't, I would, I would not do this job. No, Uh, but I think she kind of got just like sucked into it. I don't think she intended to do this job at all. No. And then he was like, he just kept asking more and more of her to make more and more decisions. And they enjoyed each other's company so much that she was like, okay, I can keep doing this. And just became more and more and more until he's calling her out of her friend's wedding to help him with an emergency. That's really just, he can't decide what tie to wear or something. Yep. And she's like, at which point she's like, I quit. Yeah. But you can tell the whole uh, time that they're going to fall in love. Oh, we're not watching this movie for them not to fall in love, Shelby. No. That's, and that's why we're here. They seem like right away um, after she's, you know, been working for him for however many months. So I guess not right away. But what the movie mm-hmm. shows us, it seems very quickly, that they get along really well in this very, like, unconditional acceptance kind of way where they just understand each other. They know pretty much what the other one's going to say, how they're going to act. And they're very comfortable around each other yes. to the point where there's a scene where they order a salad, right? At a, they each have the same salad at a restaurant mm-hmm. and she's taking his little crispy things off his salad and he's taking the beets off of her salad. Mm-hmm. And they're like, not even like talking about it until no. she's like, Oh, you missed a beat. And then he, he takes it. But like, you know, they they just know each other so well that they're so comfortable, you know, blending together that you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I can see how they would work as like a partnership because it's yeah. like they just 
there's no question to it. Yeah. There's no worrying, like, am I doing the right thing to be around this person? They're mm-hmm. just so comfortable together. Yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree. And, like, I know we've talked about it before, and I'll say it again just to reiterate. I love Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. That smile, that little, oh, those eyes. Like, oh, just give me all that good, good Hugh Grant. Yeah. His character, George Wade, on the other hand, I would slap him every single chance I got, frankly. <laughs> and you literally would be kind of turned on by it. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't not be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I, ooh, God, his, that character. I mean, because that's exactly, he's just this rich, entitled, privileged white dude who like yeah. owns this bajillion dollar company and just goes around knocking buildings down because he can um and that and but he but he's also kind of worse like I almost respect like a villainous um billionaire like guy who's just like tearing shit down because he's a bad 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 man um but like he's just fucking aloof and just like a playboy kind of dude who's just sleeping yeah. with all these young girls and just like whatever bopping around. So I'm like, <laughs> he's just bopping around. I'm like, you're not even ugh. like it. Ugh. I'm like, what have you done? Like, no, what have it, you done to actually earn any of this? Literally nothing, and I hate you. It is funny because you're like, oh, he's always he's like, I have to hire a woman as my my legal counsel. It has mm-hmm. to be a woman. And you think, like, oh, maybe he's being progressive. <laughs> and then it's like, no. And and Sandra Bullock's character assumes, like, oh, he just wants to have sex with them. Yeah. But that's not it either. It's in between. It's, mm-hmm. he, he, it's not that he cares about being progressive. It's yeah. not necessarily that he wants to have sex with all of them, though he does. It's that he wants to make his brother mad. Yeah. And his brother would be mad if he had a woman lawyer for some reason. The misogynist. Mm. I don't know. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. No. Yeah. I thought of this character Which as one? oh, sorry, George Wade, played okay. by Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. <laughs> as someone who has no idea what's going on underneath the surface of things. Um, Not at just all. no clue whatsoever. Which is why it's surprising to me that when he gets caught, so they're hiring a replacement for Lucy, right? Yes. Um, it's this young woman who, pff, she wants a job. I feel bad for her. June is her name. She mm-hmm. just wants a job, and she's trying to get this job, and she also kind of has a crush on the boss. And so he I mean, up, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh... it's Hugh Grant. He looks like a freaking... Is, he looks like a rich puppy dog. Like, if a puppy dog, if a, like, petulant little puppy dog like a got Bernie's really, mountain really dog puppy. That's like rich. a rich person dog. Yeah. And, and he thinks he's gonna get hit, but he doesn't get hit. That's what the dog, because he makes that little puppy dog face. <sighs> His puppy dog faces are the best ones. Um... <laughs> Oh, and it's funny, too, because I feel like in every other movie that we're going to talk about, or at least last week, Notting Hill, and I know next week in Four Weddings and a Funeral, surprise, that's what we're doing next week, um, it's just, 
he I feel like he's made his career as being the character who gets the shit kicked out of him in the area of love and romance and so you're constantly just like no come come into my woman's breast and I will nurture you back to health rest your head on my bosom exactly I so I was thinking that while I was watching it I was like oh yeah this is like uh you know he always plays like the same character but I think that's gone away in recent times like in yeah. the past like couple of years he's oh, well, been playing yeah. he's other like kinds of characters the lead character in the undoing and he's like a fucking not a good person let's mm. just put it that way I Richard reminded me that we saw him in a movie called The Gentleman which I remember after we talked about it for a little bit, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. Um, but I did not remember it one bit. Hmm. Not at all. I did not remember a single thing about it until I, like, looked it up. And then I was like, it's slowly coming back to me. Um, oh, I remember. <laughs> but in this movie, June, the the girl they're hiring, mm-hmm. she just really wants a job. Um, she She and Hugh Grant almost hook up. And they're playing strip chess. Um, and Lucy walks in on them. Like she's going to talk to Hugh and, um, walks in on them clearly in a, in a state of undress and she leaves. And the next day, uh, Hugh Grant is like, you saw that you must have some feelings about it. Mm -hmm. He was like, you must have some feelings about it. Which is so weird for someone who has no idea what's going on under the surface of things. He's like, well, other people must have feelings. But he doesn't recognize that about himself. Where he's like, maybe I have feelings. He's not, like, introspective Mm -mm. or reflective in any way. At all. (laughs) He's like, oh, why is there moisture on my cheek? That's weird. (laughs) I've never... Why are my eyes wet? He's Tyra Tyra Banks in Life Size. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, what a great comparison. That's funny. Um, So Hugh Grant is a Barbie doll come to life. and (laughs) By Lindsay Lohan, who has a brush with Hugh Grant's hair in it accidentally. Um, She thought it was her mother. It's not. And yeah, so... (laughs) This is called a segue. No, I wanted to talk about a few things, actually. Um, Hold on, I have to read my notes. Um, Okay, one of the big things that I have at the beginning, and we see this a lot in rom-coms, is a highly educated, accomplished young woman Mm -hmm. is basically forced into a subservient position so it's like no matter the level of education or level of accomplishment there's always a point in a rom-com where they have to be subservient yeah to the romantic lead interest whatever in the film and i have some qualms with that because why ever would you Aside from my genitalia, um, I'm a woman, in case I'm female. Um, I have female genitalia. Uh, Aside from that, I get so mad because I am a 
relatively accomplished young woman. Sure you are. And as much as I'm like, oh, you shouldn't let him do that to you. How dare he push you? How dare you accept that from him? You need to charge back. Bitch. If I had a nickel for the amount of times I was treated like a glorified assistant when it was not my job and not in my job description, I wouldn't have to work anymore. I'd have so much money. And so it, so obviously it's reflecting something that's real, right? But I think the intent is never actual, especially if it's written by a man. It's never like, oh, we should show how men tend to do this to women and it's not right and she's going to push back and she's going to break that cycle, blah, blah, blah. No. I think it was just done because it's a plot. It's a plot point. You have to show that they're close and how are they going to get close if she's just the lawyer? No. She needs to know him on a more personal level. Well, how is she going to know him on a more personal level? Well, he's going to keep asking things of her that aren't in her job description and because she's so nice or so whatever, she's just going to do that for him. Yeah. You know what's interesting about it too is that they they have to really stretch the idea of what a realistic character is because Sandra Bullock's character in this she she talks about how she's never been in love right yes. like she always dates these guys who are just you know like they have some of the same interests and backgrounds so right. she thinks oh they must be compatible you right. know um so she's not really looking for love. Like, oh, I'm going to find someone re- on my level who I love. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, just this guy who's never around mm-hmm. is fine with me. And I think that they have to make the character seem really cold and difficult to find love in order to explain why someone like her hasn't been, you know, just scooped up already by some... Which is so unrealistic because I'm great and I haven't been scooped up by anybody great. And I'm not cold. Because you're not, the point isn't to get scooped up by somebody. I like that term though. It's fun. You get scooped. Scooped I do like like getting carried around sometimes. (laughs) I would like a man, a very big, burly, strong man to scoop me up and carry me from place to place. That would be nice. Mm, Let me tell you about something that happened when I was in high school. Oh, my God. Okay. I, my friend Emily, who was known for like, she always knew like hot guys. Of course. And of course her name is Emily. I have a friend named Emily who's always like with the hottest guys. Of course. Yeah. Um, I was, cause I was never like the, the, the girl who like knew hot guys. I was like the girl who people would ask to go with them to meet some hot guy and his mm. friend. And then I would be like talking to the friend or whatever. And yeah. we'd both be like, and he'd be She's like, why do woman. I always get the ugly one? That's what they no. said about me. It's been said about me one time. Anyway. Who said I, it? I will murder them. I will ass. find them. Some idiot. I will, actually... fi- I will not rest until <laughs> I find them. I have a very specific set of skills, or whatever the <laughs> fuck Liam Neeson says in that movie. And I will not rest until I find them. Thank you so much. I don't. Too, I don't feel too bad about it because that guy's name was Randy, and that's just like <laughs> that's already a punishment. Um, yeah, but... you know what? That's pretty much death. Um, I think but... we won. I we won that one later. 
Mm-hmm. I went with Emily to some guy's house and he had a friend mm-hmm. or whatever. We all hung out in a hot tub. Ooh. I was like, I don't know. I was like 15 or 16. I wasn't like, I wasn't like sexy or anything as a teenager. I didn't even know what was going on. But anyway, mm-hmm. we wanted to go inside and like play a game. And I was like, ooh, I can't walk through the grass because it makes me itchy because this was in Florida. Right. I don't know if listeners know this, but grass in Florida is awful. Itchy? They have this <laughs> awful kind of grass called St. Augustine grass. Mm-hmm. It's just like the hardest, like sticks, green sticks sticking out of the ground. This is it's so like niche spiky, and I love it. <laughs> spiky blades of grass that make you itch and mm-hmm. turn red and like break They're like out little razors with poison on them and the exactly. minute they touch you. <laughs> uh, so the friend, he was like, or maybe it was the, ma- I don't know, I don't remember which guy, was uh-huh. like, oh, I'll just carry you. He just scooped me up and carried me inside This is what I'm saying. I actually would love for someone to scoop me up and make me feel dainty and small. You know, I want to, I want to feel the arms of a man. It's been a long year, Shelby. I've been. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then when he does it, I want that song by Sarah McLachlan to play. In the the arms arms of of an angel. Yeah, that's what I want. That's good. Slow-mo. Slow-mo while that song plays. Yeah. How would you feel about uh, being carried over his shoulder into an RV while you're stuck in traffic because you really have to poop, which is what happens in this movie (laughs) two weeks notice. It does. After the whole, like, women competing kind of thing starts because they're, you know, June's going to replace... Lucy at the job and so yes. of course they have to get competitive during tennis and, god forbid um yeah you know it's just impossible for two women to get along um, yeah no women have never gotten along in the history of women you know what I mean right. it's never happened well especially when there's a man involved you gotta fight over him yeah um, obviously look, no man is worth it not a single one <laughs> no one single man no um not at all but I've also never been competitive with anyone specifically women in in a work environment because I'm like you know more than me okay thanks thank you so much for your knowledge and help I appreciate you you immediately roll over I'm I'm immediately like show your belly I'm like like, thank you for damning me with your thank you you are we are not worthy we are not worthy so in this movie after that whole thing starts, Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock are driving home. They get stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Sandra ate too many chili dogs. First mistake. So she's got to poop. And why is the shitting scene so popular in rom-coms? Why is that? Why is that something you know, like, people I like, never realized. <laughs> you know what love makes me think of? Shitting uh, my pants. Shitting I mean, I've never been in love, but I assume <laughs> that it kind of feels like you want to shit your pants all the time. So. Well, have you ever wanted or have you ever felt like you needed to shit your pants? Yeah. Okay, that's what love feels like. So you know. So I have felt what right. it's like to it's, be in love. Yeah, you can tell um, people. Next time someone asks you if you've ever been in love, be like, no, but I have 
really needed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the same thing. Yeah. That one time that I had to hold my pee in and I peed myself in my front yard because I couldn't hold it all the way up to the door. Yeah, that was a that was a time. I mean, at least it was in the yard. No, yeah, no, I was at the door, um, but I couldn't get the key in the keyhole. um, And it was like, nope, it's happening. And I had to run. I ran to the grass because I didn't want to get yelled at for peeing in front of the front door. (laughs) Is that what love feels like? Uh, Sacrificing the grass? I mean, was it in Florida? Because that grass yeah. can that grass can withstand anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll it. outlive us all. It'll, um, <laughs> it'll literally never die. The um, cockroaches will die before the... before the Saint Augustine grass. So, <laughs> so he runs her to an RV. Yes, which I actually really appreciate because he really he solves a problem. He does. This, this is like this is like. Uh, you know, Darcy in Bridget Jones's diary being like, okay, let me roll up my sleeves and help yeah. you cook this dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like, I'm going to solve this problem. I see an yeah. RV. We're going to, I'm going to carry you to it. Yep. And you're going to go poop in that RV. Yeah. And it's hot. It. It's hot it's, when a man takes charge sometimes, you know? a problem. I yeah, like especially that. with because and I think too it's like she for this entire movie up to this point and after this point is always solving <laughs> problems for him and she's fixing yeah. everything. And so like it's the one time where she's vulnerable. Right. And he fucking steps up. He and I was like, "You know what? Snaps for you, Hugh Grant. I I appreciate that. That was like a lot." But it also makes me think, like, could he have just been making his own decisions this whole time? Oh, 100% he could have. (laughs) He's a grown-ass man. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, now you do. Like, why don't you just, why don't you, couldn't you have done that before? Mm -hmm. But I guess he just wanted to be around her. And he even says that at some point in the movie or he's like, I used to be able to make decisions by myself. Mm -hmm. And then she basically, you know, by agreeing to help him out all this, all these times, like enabled him into being helpless. Yeah. <laughs> without her, I think that's such a theme too in a lot of, in a lot of rom coms where it's like, um, unconsciously these characters are always putting themselves closer and closer together, um, even if they're like, oh no, like we work together or whatever, right. like. Even when they're not, because in, in like a lot of bad rom coms too, it's like that. She, uh, us, <laughs> no, he's my boss. You know, like that bad acting. But there was like earnestness in the way that they. They're like, it's my, it's my lawyer. Like I'm yeah. not. We're not sleeping together. Um. So the fact that it's like it shows that it's on a more like unconscious, subconscious level. Um. That he just enjoys being around her. He even says at the end that like you've become the voice in my head and it's like oh ah. that is as much as i hated his character for most of this movie at the end i was like ah. Stop See, it. i had like when i was watching Tell it me. and he he gives that speech in mm-hmm. that so she leaves the job because right. he ends up like going back on his deal to save this community center, which is Mm -hmm. the only reason that she agreed to work with him was in the first place was because he was going to prevent this community center from Mm -hmm. being uh, demolished. Yeah. And he, his brother is like, no, we're going to do it anyway. And Hugh Grant doesn't 
fight hard to keep it and yeah. you know Lucy's like okay I'm out you know mm-hmm. um she goes back to work at legal aid and he comes to her office I guess you could call it her place of work mm-hmm. and uh gives this you know speech about how she's a voice in his head and like she he they're not gonna demolish the community center and it's the community center is just like her like rough around the edges which is like okay you're trying to be romantic why are you gonna say that um but but like necessary and important and great he's and- still stupid just because he grew a conscience at the end and was like <laughs> i love this girl doesn't mean he's not still an idiot right i don't remember what it was that mm-hmm. he said but my partner was watching this movie over my shoulder like mm-hmm. just for that part and uh-huh. i was watching it and i was trying to watch it through like my partner's eyes someone who does not like rom-coms yeah. and I'm like yeah this is really corny huh like well, really duh. cheesy <laughs> of course it is come really? on the like, big speech the, the big speech is the corniest bit of any really rom-com is. no matter how good or well written or well acted it's always the fucking corniest bit but there's something yeah. about Hugh Grant and his like inherent awkwardness yeah that makes it feel a little more authentic. Yeah, it does because the way he talks is very yeah. like naturalistic mm-hmm. and and um you know again I talk about Richard all the time on this podcast who's, but wait ri- who's Richard? Um my boy my, my partner my partner who I was oh. just talking about oh. um, he made our theme song um doesn't ring a bell uh, it's fine oh, I'll, uh, look I'll look him up I'll look him up into Richard tall. Hold on, let me. Tall, um, you've met you've met this person. There are a lot of Richards um, (laughs) in the world, so Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. When he talks about acting, and and Mm -hmm. you probably learn this too, whatever. When you're acting, it's different for like stage stuff because you have to be people have to be able to see you from far away. But when you're acting on camera, you like put a veil over it, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's like a phrase they use. It's like okay put a veil over it and I and you know make it a little subtler you know um, I had an acting teacher who taught me how to act for for the camera and she said literally this was her note she said to think the thought is enough yeah that's good it's a great thing to remember it's just like just think it just like just don't do it. anything don't do anything just think yeah crazy because your your face moves without you meaning to move it all right but I feel like for most of this movie, the relationship they're having has mm-hmm. a veil over it. So it seems yeah. more authentic. It seems like, whoa, you can see that they really get along. It seems more natural. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the end where that veil comes off and he gives this, you know, corny, over-the-top speech. Yeah. And I think that's it. That's what pulls me out of it a little bit where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like what people want to see in a movie but it's not necessarily the best way to tell a story it's kind of yeah. melodramatic in a way um I prefer stuff with yeah. a veil over it you know I prefer I like, to be covered in a veil yeah 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 no I I see what you're saying um yeah <laughs> thank you Thank no, I, th- I think me. that's a very good, <laughs> valid point. No, I think what you're saying is 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 true. Um, yeah. 
but the removing of the veil is why we're here, bitch. It's why we're here. Um, we like cheesy, we like it, corny, we like love. Doesn't it feel good? <laughs> I was just looking at my notes, and that's why I couldn't say anything, because I was, like, also looking through my notes. And I wrote, um, I'm going to talk about the um, when she gets really drunk and kisses him. We're going to do that next. Yes. But before I do that, after that whole scene, I wrote, how is one man so charming with a bunch of yeah. question marks? Um, just how I just Hugh write in give me a call let me know I'll Hugh? give you my number listen Hugh. Hugh call us email us send us a text message um skywriting maybe do a too? sky yeah we'll look at well let us know though because I don't go outside very often these days yeah but you have a really so big front window it. so you could just look out the window you're right. I mean, but Come he's from me anyway, so I don't know why you need a skywriter. Um, I just need to know. You have a partner named Richard. <laughs> um, I just need to be able to help you. Like, I, uh, yeah. Hugh, Hugh, help me help Hugh to be with you. We're never going to be done with the Hugh jokes, are we? Is this good? No. <laughs> no. I hate no, it. No, um, <laughs> Take it back. Start over. No. Um, so that was what I wrote down. But also, let's get back to um, the scene where a one Miss Lucy Kelson gets very, very drunk um, and kisses her boss after telling him, I'm really good in bed. I can bend like a pretzel. Those are exact mm-hmm. quotes. Um, and my question for you, Shelby, is, um, I've had, I've had many conversations with men, women, uh, across, you know, multiple years, all kinds of people about sex. Okay. Um, why is it in rom-coms, the minute anyone talks about sex, especially the two leads, obviously, it's like immediately they have to have sex because they're talking about it and they have no control switch to tell them, hey, this is my boss and I probably mm. should not sleep with him. But that is something like I and I get it. Like when you talk about sex in a context where it's just you and someone you're attracted to, it's different. But they're like not alone yeah it's not like they're like in an apartment or in a bedroom and like sex came up casually like but she is very drunk and when you're drunk she you is. have kind of tunnel vision you can't see you don't have no, peripheral no, no. vision not, when you're drunk i'm not you blaming don't know lucy there's other i'm not i'm not okay go. i'm not blaming lucy what i'm saying is like writers i'm blaming the writers yeah because I get that. I, yes. Who hasn't been there? Um, Drunk and wanting to have sex. Who's, I mean, it's just another Tuesday, you know? Um, But it's like anytime sex is mentioned, even if it's just like, like the conversation that they're having isn't even all that sexy, you know? Yeah. Like she's literally fucking drunk off her ass saying, I'm really good at sex. I can bend like a pretzel. There's nothing really that dirty about it. It's very tame. 
PG kind of conversation. It's yeah, PG-13. you know how I don't you, know. you know how when you're talking to children, you're totally comfortable saying, "I'm really good at sex." What I'm saying is, I didn't say there were children present, Shelby. I and said, you didn't say it was a G-rated. It was yeah, PG. <laughs> yeah. Children cannot go to PG movies without a parent or guardian. So that's true. Yeah, only adults would be in that PG-rated movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at me. But what I'm saying I'm not, is no, why? No. What I'm saying is why? Yeah. And my second follow-up question, I never realized that there are a lot of elements in this movie that um, are similar, not really that much, there's like two things, um, are similar to The Holiday, you know, Shelby's favorite movie. And um, the other thing is uh, Sandra Bullock coming in the next day, not remembering what happened the night before and being like, we didn't, you know, nothing nothing happened right which I hate those conversations in movies I think if you're even questioning it like I feel very icky I don't like it um I mean luckily Hugh Grant is an, a sweet baby angel and mm-hmm. didn't let anything happen um but yeah the holiday has the shitting and then the did we have sex conversation so it's two things two out of two yeah well, maybe this was one of the inspirations for Holidate. Yeah, um, maybe. I do think that there's something, you know, maybe the order of things happening is is different than, than we're seeing it. Maybe it's not like, oh, they talk about sex and then they want to have sex. Maybe it's like something's happening in their brains like already in that relationship there's some kind of spark that leads Mm -hmm. them to to you know bring up sex like you know subconsciously because they're attracted to this person and then and that's just one of the steps on the way toward them eventually having sex (laughs) yeah I guess so but I do I mean it is like there are definitely more creative ways to get characters to have a realistic conversation about sex, I think. Yeah. That's just, I don't know. I talk about sex all the time. I don't even like sex. (laughs) But it's so fun to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. It's so fun to talk about. Right. I remember when I was younger, I was like, I will not like, what? You know, like, don't, don't talk about anything. But now, like, my friends and I talk about all kinds of shit. Yeah. My friends know a lot about me. Well, you know, my mom was always really open about talking about sex. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was always like, I don't know, that's the thing my mom likes. You know, like, <laughs> it's not like a naughty thing. Or, it's not or like, like uh, Bridgerton where they don't even tell them even after they get married. Oh, you still haven't seen Bridgerton yet. Damn it, Shelby. I gotta watch it. I Just a spoiler. It. She gets married to the guy and the mom's supposed to go in the night before and like have the talk with her and she still doesn't say anything. She basically is just like, so a woman and a, you know, a man and their wife, they they do the marital act um, and that's how babies are made. And she's like, oh, okay. 
But that's they're British, darling. See, it's uh, me yes. this time. But also, <laughs> just not comfortable talking about sex, regardless yes. of where they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's all. It's like Victorian, right? And that, like, the Victorians yeah. were known for being super like prudish and yeah. not not openly talking about any of that while yeah. under the surface it just boils oh yeah the show is sexy as hell are you kidding me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. they start having sex it's like they literally have it everywhere and you're like oh <laughs> that's what i'm talking about baby uh have it over here have it over there i'm have it upside down have it right side up they have it on Sit a freaking a chair. um they have sex on a on a one of those ladders on a bookshelf. Are you serious? So they wow. don't have sex, but he goes down on her while she is propped up against. What? Now what? do you want to watch the show? There's a lot of sex. Yes. They have I sex mean, I already wanted to in watch an it. office. They have sex outdoors. They have sex um, outdoors again. They have sex in the rain. <laughs> Please get take us through every time a character has sex in Bridgerton and where they are located. Um, and who finishes first, I could, please. I could do that. <laughs> I mean, it's it'll be hard to tell who finishes first, because, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we all know I, the answer. Um, yes, go ahead. You probably have a, an intelligent point to make, and I'm just going to say No, that. I don't. I was hoping I would think of something before oh. I had to talk. Um, uh, Heather Burns is in this film. Um, if you don't remember who Heather Burns is, she plays Cheryl in Miss Congeniality, another Sandy B <laughs> film that I love and we've talked about on a different podcast, not on ours, oh, yeah. on Story Nerds podcast. We did talk about it on Story Nerds podcast. Um, so that's fun. Go check that out. And she's great. She plays a friend of Sandra Bullock. And also, Sandra Bullock's, this is just random, Sandra Bullock's mom in this film yeah, um, is played by an actress called Dana Ivey, and she is an alumni of my college. Oh, how about that? Have you met her? <laughs> Um, yes, actually. We met when we did our New York showcase. She came to a dinner that we had. We got to talk awesome. about her for a bit. She's also in Legally Blonde uh, too. Yeah. So nice. I was like, cool. hey, tell me about tell me about Sandy B and then also tell me about Reese Witherspoon. Done. <laughs> That's it. Did she? Or did you really ask her that? I did it. <laughs> I did it. She did that. We, I think someone did bring up um, Legally Blonde, and she was like, it was so fun. And we are like, oh, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it does so, seem rude to ask someone to, like, spill gossip about. What's the hot god <laughs> About their, like, fellow So actors. now that we're alone, uh, yeah. tell me, what's she really like? You know? Can she bend into a pretzel? Why would you ask her that? That's such a weird thing to ask her. Yeah. No, yeah. Um. Was there anything else you, like, related to in this movie? Oh, yes, there is. And it's right at the bottom of my page, which is why I didn't talk about it till now. I do this a lot. I feel like I'm a pretender Gen Zer. I don't know what this is. I think you might be a Sailor Scout. It makes me think of like from Spice Sailor Girls, Moon. Oh, uh, it makes me think of like Sailor Moon, which same I've, thing. I don't know. I I do this at work a lot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just a loser. Um. So the one thing that kind of hit with me 
was <coughs> when they get into that argument, um, Hugh and Sandra, I'm going to use her full name. And he says to her, um, no one wants to live with a saint. Saints are boring. Because he's basically telling her, you, yeah, well, you never mess up, right? You're perfect. You do everything right, and you're a saint, and you blah, blah, blah. Um, but nobody wants that. They want the, the – that's boring. We don't want that. Um, girl, if I girl. did not – girl, if I did not identify with Sandra Bullock in that moment. Because I get it, right? You know, like you said, they have to make her character, like, a little cold to be like, why isn't she, you know, with a man? Um, yeah. But in reality, I think the more common, like more common thing that happens, and I, I will admit that it, it's my thing too, is that it's a defense mechanism, right? We mm-hmm. are control freaks who want to be in control of every situation, uh, regardless of if we can control it. And it's easier to date guys that she knows she doesn't have a future with because she doesn't have to put any expectations or um, hope or any eggs in any baskets with these guys because they're eventually just going to go away. Um, and so she that's safe for her. It's right. safe and it's comfortable. Um, and then the minute she's challenged on that safety by someone who is saying, hey, like, uh, you know, we can, we can do something, right? You're like, you're jealous. I'm, you know, we're, we're, we could, we have feelings. Um, that's when she's completely shuts off. She's completely, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, right. that's, that's not a thing. Um, and so Hugh's response is very real in the sense that like, he's hurt too. And I think, like yeah. you said, he doesn't do any internalizing for most of this movie. And I think this is the first time where he's like, did she just say no? Like, yeah. did she yeah, just yeah, yeah. reject me? Like, wh- what? You know, and so his, you know, his defense is to attack her in a very accurate way um, and take her down, right? Right. Um, and I think that it's so, it's so hard because, like, even when you find someone that you are a perfect match for or really compatible with, it's like, yeah, but then I have to give up all this control that I've built my entire life. And like, I'm comfortable yeah. in this bubble that I live in. And, and that's something that I struggle with, um, being open. It is hard. But the thing is, when thing when something's like, when there's something you want, something you want to do, even if it's hard, you'll find a way to do it, you know? I'm a Taurus. And <laughs> I like comfort above everything. You're like, no, that's not for me. Comfort uh. <laughs> over everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, my dream's on a silver platter, but I have to get out of bed? No, thank you. You can take well, them. maybe someday you'll meet someone who you feel so strongly about that being without them is more uncomfortable. Oh God, that sounds. Please don't put that curse on me. Than adjusting your life. That sounds horrible. Why would you <laughs> ever wish that on me? That I is, don't wish that. No, you're maybe. no, you're putting a curse on me right now, Shelby, and I don't appreciate it. 
<laughs> I'm not a witch, even though I do have little little freckles in the places uh, yes. where they say that witches have them if you're yeah. from a line of witches. But yeah. I kind of suspect that everyone has a freckle somewhere on their arm that's close to that point. I don't. You know? Oh, no freckles on your arm whatsoever? No, but I do have the witch's mark on my hand, so. There you go. That's a palmistry thing. Um, so I am a witch. Oh, are they the little crosses? Yeah, you saw that one? I saw that TikTok. We're talking about TikTok, I've, yeah. I've been obsessed with TikTok. What's wrong with Yay! Me? I love no. this journey for you. It's bad. It's Thank I spend you. hours. I spend fucking, like, days of my life I won't get back. Um, but you learn so much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, yes. I guess at some point, hopefully, maybe that'll happen but it hasn't right. happened yet <laughs> but i think um, it did kind of happen to lucy kelson in this movie We're oh yeah no all 100%. together yeah she got to a point where she's like i do feel something for this guy i can't imagine you know being, being they're in love with him. each other yeah i guess which honestly fairly realistic for the movies we watch because they knew each other for well over a year yeah. <laughs> which is like um at that's least a lifetime yeah, dude, like twenty times longer than people know each other. And they're probably because she's a watch. very yeah, she's a very <laughs> rational person. They're probably gonna date for a long time before they oh, even yeah. get married. You oh know? yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, they're a cute couple. I would invite them over for dinner. Oh yeah, they seem I, like I a lot them. of fun. Mm-hmm. They seem like a lot of fun. They're both like witty and like charming. You just yeah. watch them. I don't even need to invite them over. I'll just watch a movie with them in it. Wait. <laughs> Wait, Wait, I did that. Second. Wait, I did that already. Okay. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> the good I thing think... about movies is you can watch them more than once. That's right. I think that we're about, we're wrapping up with yeah. a two weeks notice. Yeah. Makes us uh, halfway through February. Yes, we're halfway through. Uh, oh my God. How is it Only... halfway through February? I don't February. know. Only two more Hugh-centric movies to go for this month. Will he come up again on our podcast? No, never. We'll never speak of him again. I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about him all the time. I'll only dream about him. (laughs) I'll only manifest him. I'll manifest him into my life somehow. That's a thing that they talk about on TikTok. I'll do it. Um, Yeah. Any last thoughts on this film before we close it out? Oh, let me scroll through my notes real quick. Let's see. Um, I don't know why I wrote in six seconds. What does that mean? I have no idea. Um, Oh, it's really fucked up that he kept all those other companies from hiring her when she wanted to. (gasps) Yes, that made me so angry. He called around and made sure other companies wouldn't hire um, Lucy because he didn't want her to leave. Yeah. That's really messed up. Yeah. Um, the other thing, there's a lady named Polly, I think, who's like, you know, a big black woman. Mm. And they just use uh, her yes. as a prop, basically, where they're Ooh. like, isn't it funny that she is fat? <laughs> like, that's kind yeah. of a joke about it. And that sucks. Don't do that. That was, yeah, that was, that was not good. Uh. uh. But that's it. That's about all I got. Yeah. The only other thing I have is uh, the line reading of, did you say, Billy, I love you? That's one of my favorite lines from that <laughs> film. I think it's so stupid. 
stupid, but I love it. <laughs> Did you love him? Did you say, Billy, I love you? <laughs> it is funny. Oh, uh, Hugh. Oh, Hugh. Hugh. Dude, okay, next week we are talking about four weddings and a funeral. We're going back to the 90s. Um... Because why the fuck not? We're going to be time jumping. We are time travelers, you know? Yeah. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, email us your favorite Hugh moment or mm-hmm. uh, monumental moment in, in his catalog, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we did sure. actually get an email email ah yes about hugh grant's singing performance in Uh, paddington 2 so our very good fan and friend carter wrote to us to say hold on let me find the email uh okay so the last scene of Paddington 2, which I haven't seen yet, I should have because it was like a reward for one of my podcasts, my other podcast, um, but whatever. The yeah. last scene is a big song and dance number that might mm. be the best part of the franchise so far, according to our friend Carter. And that's saying a lot coming from him. Uh <laughs> He also gave us some more info about the background of the person who wrote Pretty Woman and how dark it was yes. originally. Yes. Um so, uh, yes, definitely more more info about that, about this person who wrote the movie was, like, living in the bad part of L.A. and surrounded by, you know, sex workers and drug dealers and all that and tried to write a movie about it and turned into Pretty Woman. Wow, amazing. Um, but, yeah, apparently we can hear Hugh Grant saying whenever we want in Paddington too. Thank you, Carter. I hear him every <laughs> night in my dreams. <laughs> if you want to send us an email and have us talk about it on the podcast, please do so at theromcomplex at gmail.com. And most importantly, everybody, make sure mm-hmm. to keep falling in love with yourselves. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>